as I was talking about earlier, I bought health insurance for the first time. Ah, yes. And how much how much do you think health insurance costs a month? Um Ooh, man. About $200? Yeah, it's $200 fucking dollars oh, yeah. because I told you earlier, yeah, Carl. Yeah, nice. Nailed it. I had no idea. Yeah, it ain't cheap. And you know what you get for $200? <laughs> nothing. Hopefully. Well, like, you get nothing. Hopefully nothing, no, right? No, you, you don't even get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> I don't get my teeth. Did you know dental and medical insurance is separate? Yeah, I do Why? Know also, also, glasses wearers that we both are. Yeah. That's its own thing. Are my eyes and teeth not included in my body? Uh, I Did health, my body get the memo? I health because doesn't the, count. <laughs> the insurance companies somehow have written my mouth and my eyes out of my contract. Maybe the doctors have, have really, I don't know, has the science been settled on sitting too close to a screen ruining your eyes because maybe there's like you did this to yourself so we're not going to insure you because unless there was a screen in the womb <laughs> then no that's not how it works did you know i was born cross-eyed no i didn't i was born completely cross-eyed a little cross-eyed trevor cross-eyed i had four surgeries before i was four eyeball surgeries eyeball so what they would walk do, me through this what they would do i don't even know how that works well i i went to this southern doctor her name was like robin robin christie or something <laughs> and we went she was like a super high profile you see a horse walk out of the examining room right before you and then she welcomes Ed, you yeah. in <laughs> she's super high profile and she was in like beverly hills i have no idea how we got this but my mom really liked her because she, she went in and she was super warm the doctor was what kind of doctor is this doctor ortho she's an awesome Osti She's an eye surgeon. Okay, eye surgeon. Why do we need the formal? I'm name? just because there's. Are all, you gonna look her up? Because there's so many subgenres, right? Like I'm in the process of getting new glasses myself, and and that person isn't the person that's going to be cutting your eyeball open or whatever. What is it? Ortho, ortho, ortho is mouth. Nah, that's mouth. Optometrist. Optometrist. Optometrist, Optometrist is, is just your your general. Just a general. They don't like, usually cut. Like in. see how good or bad your vision is. And this is some sort of opto surgeon. Yeah, optometrists are like the cell phone, cell phone ca just sellers. And like they, AT they're like, they they're have like, a little expertise, but you get a feeling they're kind of bullshit. We need to take the SIM card out yeah. of your eyeball <laughs> yeah. and give you, give you like, one oh, of the new yeah, ones. This one's great. Now you have L 4G. Yeah. You have 4G now in your eyes. <laughs> anyway, so we went into this doctor's office. She was super warm and she said hi. She's like, hi, Trevor. How you doing? And my mom loved her. So we signed up for the surgery because I was cross-eyed and wearing bottle caps. <laughs> and all I remember is that I think... This, I'm going to be confusing this with when I uh, cracked my head open from someone kick, pushing me on a basketball court. <laughs> One of your many ailments. <laughs> I, I was the best basketball court player in the world until, until a different Trevor, Trevor Geller, pushed, pushed me on the basketball court, pushed me from behind, fucking Ugh, bastard. That's a flagrant like dumb foul. guy. Yeah. Big head, dumb guy. Um, pushed me from the back. And I cracked my face open, and I remember just bleeding all over the place. And I remember they wrapped when I went to the emergency room after sitting for two hours in the nurses' station because yeah. like this is be before cell phones, sure. and they couldn't legally call nine one one, so they just sat me in the nurse station. <laughs> and I was bleeding until my mom was like, "Why the fuck did you not call the paramedics?" So they ended up taking me to the emergency room, and they wrapped me in a warm blanket. But it wasn't really a warm blanket. It was a straight jacket. And it, it not a real straight jacket, but it was a thick, warm blanket uh -huh. that they squeezed oh, yeah. and then stapled my eyes, <laughs> my fucking forehead shut. Anyways, what I remember about the surgery. And that's how your eyes got crossed? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the whole story. Uh -huh. But this, before then, when I was getting my real surgery to fix the cross eyed, I remember going in and I remember sitting on the table and I remember them putting the little mat, the gas mask. So I fall asleep. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Over You're getting my... like fully knocked oh, out. Oh yeah, I'm out. This yeah. is serious. They're yeah. they're going all in. <laughs> uh, 
it was bad. Yeah. Like when I would go, I remember afterwards, like my face was all bruised, all patched oh, up. Yeah. Looked like I, yeah, you probably got, looked like you win, you know, 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. Is that a, that's a topical boxing reference. Uh, yeah. nineteen ninety. Connor McGregor. Champ. Why don't you? Yeah. He's not also not a boxer. Let's be, <laughs> but it's let's topical. About that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I remember putting the gas mask on and they said, all right, uh, like, count to 10 or something yeah. i count back from 10 yeah and i guess i was awesome with numbers because <laughs> I, I knew i'd count back from 10 at that age <laughs> and i went 10 9 and then when i hit 9 i fell back i was sitting and i like <laughs> fell back because no one was behind me i don't know why no one was behind <laughs> me and one of the nurses caught me before my head hit the sure. bed and, and then they're like oh that's not supposed to happen and then i remember going out <laughs> Such a such a reassuring for your subconscious to, to just sink into. Oh boy! So I guess they carry. You woke my... up and your left eye was in your right eye socket, and your right eye was in your left I eye mean, socket. Who knows? I wouldn't know really. Uh, that did happen to me once with glasses. I went to uh, Warby Parker. Yeah. And they ended up working on my lenses. Yeah. And he swapped out my lenses. Yeah. And he put the wrong lens in the wrong side. And it's probably. Not... And I was getting headaches. Sure. And I went back like three weeks later because I didn't know what was going. I was like, I'm getting headaches. I think you need to adjust these more. And she's like, These are in the wrong spots. I'm like, Your guy That'll should not it. be working here. I knew he was having problems. He's a big black guy. His hands were shaking. Oh, no. He's getting frustrated with me because I w- wouldn't leave. I was like, no, let's do this now. Like, I don't, I can't leave and come back. These are my glasses. Do you think this is the equivalent of spitting in someone's uh, 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 calzone or something like that? Like, do you think this is, oh, maybe, do you this think is, this is how he gets back at his clientele? Yeah, he switches them. Subtly gives, fucks them a little with people? I mean, and like, really, it's it's not readily obvious that your, that your, your prescriptions are no, way it's off. It's just a slight headache. And yeah, and your, your brain is just, the equivalent of a of a slight arsenic poisoning it's, over time. You're like revving your your optical lobe yeah. in the red all that's the time. Some cynical you shit. Just walk around like if that's that. if that's his mo. I'm impressed. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> Diabolic. That's, yeah, that's he's working it from stuff. the inside out. So what is the eye? What is the uncrossing of the eyes surgery entailed? Do you have to like tweak the muscles? Yeah. In the so back? what happens is when you have crossed eyes. Excuse me. And you you had you had. Uh, big thick glasses that would correct this no they would no. just allow me to see okay i don't exactly know how it so works. you're honed in right just a, yeah, in front of your nose because even my glasses now are meant to direct my eyes to the center of the lens sure because otherwise my left will wander up because the muscles are muscles are weird <laughs> oh wander and i trev that's what we call you <sighs> i've always hated the term uh but sometimes i'll look at i'll look at someone and i can tell that I'm not looking at them, or at least they're not seeing my eyes, mm-hmm. and it's really weird because like I'm I'm looking at them. I don't think I've ever noticed this. It I, happens I when like I'm not I've wearing spent glasses. A lot of time looking like, into your eyes, <laughs> like when I'm grappling. Okay. If I look, if I turn my head and look at someone, sometimes they'll give me this look like, "Are you talking to me?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and I, so I'll point. But what if that what if that becomes your trademark thing where it's like he could always tell when the triangle was going to come around because his left eye yeah. had crazy vision off to yeah. the side, then you could see any wild eye pose. <laughs> You could see any you could see any moves that the, the guy was trying to pull on you. Yeah, that's how that's how I win worlds. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, surgery. What what they do is they go in and uh, they take your eyes out. And no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> what they do? What they do? I don't exactly know how they do it to be honest. But they probably get a very small uh, knife or scalpel or scissors or something, and they actually have to trim the muscles. Ooh. They have to cut some of the tendons on the to muscles. To like straighten it out. Yeah, because it's, it's too much. Yeah. So it's so just like, they un- tick, un- tick, unslack tick, it back. Little degrees. Yeah. And that's how they do it. 
and it took four surgeries to get my eyes pretty straight. Whoa. And if I wanted an additional surgery, it would have been considered cosmetic because insurance was good back then, <laughs> but not great. Trevor, the inside muscle of your eyeball looks very flattering today. Yeah. Have you had work done? Yeah, again, these <laughs> the insurance companies have just gotten more and more just assholery as lately. Uh, now they won't even touch your eye. Back then, they would get it pretty close. Sure. But not quite close enough. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, I can get you to twenty sixty under your insurance, but twenty twenty that's uh, that's going to come a little bit above. So this was four of the same surgeries where you're getting knocked out, and they're yeah, I had four trimming of back your eyeball four of muscle. These serious surgeries Damn. before I was before I was age, I think five or four. Oh wow, yeah. very early on. Because they wanted to get to it early because it still allows for the body to correct. Sure. Also, I had I had patches. Like they would cover my right eye, okay. which is my dominant eye, because oh, you have uh, instant Halloween costume every time. Yeah, there you, you go. Pirate, yeah. Pirates don't. You got to get. They were always white. I don't know why they were black or why they weren't black. You had a white eye patch. Yeah, because it's like classy. It's like going to P Diddy's. No, vodka it's like party. it's like tape. They had to tape it on because uh, they would yeah. always tear it off. Okay. But uh, what they do is they have to do this early on because the body can still adjust. Mm-hmm. And with patching, uh, if you get to it early and you're really consistent with it and the muscles are imbalanced, the eyes will actually correct themselves because it's more of a mental thing. Okay. It's your brain adjusting to sure. the eyes. But because I wasn't, I, I would always tear the tape off and take the patch sure. off. Um, they had to do it manually and also my eyes aren't perfect. But now I've gotten to the age where my, my brain won't correct itself. It's basically all but shut off my left eye. <laughs> and so I mainly see out of my right to where, like, if I close my left, I lose a little peripheral. Weird. But it's pretty much all coming out of my right eye. Interesting. And that's crazy, too. The amount, I mean, just even the fact this is sort of something I've been hipped to just from going down YouTube science video wormholes where it's like you, we all have visions weird for, for those that do see because we all have literal blind spots that we just sort of tune out even with hearing too we were talking about this before we did the podcast there's a the lovely uh mini grandfather clock hanging on the wall and over a given time if we're not sitting here you know focused on the ticking talking of the clock it just goes away it becomes background noise even with like this is another sort of hearing based thing um your ear acts as a compressor it brings loud sounds down. It brings quiet sounds up hmm. or whatever, which is whatever your sort of the task at hand is or whatever your brain thinks it ought to be listening to. Yeah, it will. And you tend not to listen to all the other things that are audible by by all means audible. But like your brain sort of tunes them out. Same with the blind spot of like we all look at our nose. Everyone sees their nose every, you know, a eyeball open moment that you have. But your brain eventually comes to the conclusion that you're going full cross-eyed now. <laughs> Little Trevor's coming back. <laughs> your brain comes to the conclusion, I don't need to constantly be processing visual information that is my own fucking nose. So I'm just going to basically ignore it. Hmm. No big deal. I wish I could do that with my just internal subconscious. With other things? Yeah. With your, with your mental like, I'm maladies? I'm so worried. I'm scared. I don't feel like any of this is <laughs> going to work how out. How fascinating is that, right? I wish that could just go away. Let me, let, let's get to that. Let me... Let me Quickly hip you to my own, um, my own uh, uh, surgical uh, history. Besides wisdom teeth taking out, which that 
you have to go full under. And I, I remember, had the greatest wisdom teeth experience ever. How, how so? Well, two weeks before getting the wisdom teeth out. <laughs> Trevor, we fixed your cross eyes while we took all your, your wisdom teeth out. Two weeks before getting my wisdom teeth taken out, I went in to see the orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. And he was like, well, are you in pain? I was like, yeah, not really, but a little bit. He's like, well, you might be in pain. So he wrote me a prescription and I ended up getting this this big old bottle, like 800 milligram Vicodin was this in Was this in Florida? This in like pre- one of those, one of those this, pr- like drive-through like, prescription case, places? If, if you happen to have any pain, just, just take these. And so I developed a slight Vicodin addiction in my final year of high school. Nice. Where I thought it was so cool. Like I would pop a Vicodin and then go to film It'd class after floating. lunch. <laughs> and I'd just be like, ooh, <laughs> look at Woody Allen. Citizen Kane really is I, I the was, greatest movie ever and made. I was, I was a little pill head for about a week and a half yeah. until my mom... I went out to my car one day. I had this 1990 uh, blue 240 Volvo that I called FDR. <laughs> First car. It was fucking great. And uh, and I went out to my car, and I used to keep the Vicodin in the driver's side, the door, the little <laughs> bottom door. Because you want it close. I just wanted to be cool. I wanted to like take it out and shake it and be like, you want one? And be a little pill head. Because um, that was my goal. I don't know. And I went out, and there was no pill bottle. And I was like, what the? I was so frustrated. And I went to my mom. She's like, you can't have those in your car. She took them away from yeah. me. She's like, and I'm hiding them. I think you've developed a problem. It's like having a, a half gallon of Jack Daniels and, that you're taking full swigs off of. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was so fun. And I got so pissed. And I later realized I had developed a little bit of a Vicodin a, addiction. A, a medium, yeah. You know you dependency. can't shit when you take opiates? Um, I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you get you blocked up. I do know that there's a variety of drugs that tend to tend to gum you up for whatever reason for yeah. sure not not the booze the booze tends to flush you out in but anyway slightly painful ways i used to take a bunch of vicodin before i got my wisdom teeth taken out i had i think they gave me percocet after wisdom Sweet teeth shit and Nothing. i re- i distinctly remember vomiting and f- like flipping Ooh. out on it, like not feeling great and and yeah this was before any other sort of like you know chemical inclusions into my body that i was doing this was mid high school and i was a square and and yeah, I wasn't I wasn't hip to the scene like cool Trevor was. <laughs> watching, I'm not gonna say I peaked in high school. Watching Annie Hall, but it was one of the peaks. Grinding up bikes, <laughs> <laughs> mixing them with champagne and shit. Um, Pink champagne. You're like yeah. We used, my friends and I used to go to parties that we weren't largely weren't invited to, uh-huh. and we would always bring bottles of pink champagne yeah. and drink straight from the bottle. Yeah, we were real assholes. I thought we were real cool. No, it's cool. I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> crushing up vikes uh yeah the yeah the percocet didn't didn't agree with me um and then i don't know beyond like getting some random chunks of food stuck in the in the in the gum holes that your Ooh. wisdom teeth lead you gotta get the little that the little syringe washer. yeah a little, a little like a, a, a little gun the little air or the water gun yeah, yeah those are good um the only other like surgical experience i had this is this is <laughs> this is turning into the uh uh Young Dorks podcast with Trevor and Carl, where Trevor had cross eyes and I had many nosebleeds. <laughs> I had a very just quick trigger bloody nose nose. Like I think the I think the doctor said I just had like a lot of capillaries Ooh. up uh, on the surface, like what, whatever like the nasal sinus sinusoidal cavity that it is there. Had a lot of capillaries there, which just sort of made it for like hair trigger nosebleeds. Yeah. So I had surgery to uh, 
to try and get rid of this. And what they were going to do was going to cauterize. Oh, I've seen this. My capillaries. Were they capillaries or papules? I think they said capillaries. Like the the thin, you know, the smallest, most delicate of blood vessels you have. Okay. Uh, uh, Or veins, blood vessels, right? I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. We can barely figure out what the what the eye doctor. If you're is a doctor, called. I mean, chime in. Let us know. Let us know how we're doing <laughs> on this you, episode. If you uh, exclusively work on cauterizing people's noses, um, or know someone that does, you can be our first sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be great. Yeah, uh, Doctor uh, Supax. Uh, uh, no, because I'm assuming she's I don't know Korean for some reason. Supax uh, nose uh, cauterization emporium. Um, Sue knows your nose. Whoa, there you go, Sue. <laughs> please, Catch tagline. Please contact Royalties us. can be sent directly Dr. to me. Pack. Um, uh, the, the main take, the two main takeaways I remember from this, my surgical experience was crazy long, uh, uh, anesthesia needle, anesthesia, Novocaine, crazy oh, okay. long needle that they shoved up my nose. Oh, did they spike you? They spike. Yeah. They, they, you yeah, feel it? It just goes in. Oh. Yeah, they're like, we gotta, we gotta do this. Ooh. And then what's crazy about that is because of the interconnectivity yeah. of, of your whole, you know, mouth, ear, nose, throat scenario. Just your whole throat starts to go numb. Can all you kind breathe? Of, I mean, yeah, you can breathe, but it's like it's it's a different experience than what you're used to. How uh-huh. you're used to breathing. And then um, the device that they use is like is like combination soldering iron yeah. and um, and the uh, the little sucker tube that a dentist would have. Yes. So that you know, using like the spit tube or whatever. Yeah. So it's like all one unit where it's gonna burn you, and then and then you know take out the goop, the blood that's probably flowing that's from my nose. That's the next iPhone. At that, what's that? You can. It has those apps. You get a little dongle. You take the <laughs> dongle and you put it up your nose, and it'll cauterize your nose for you. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I and I distinctly remember the the smell being bad. Your own burning flesh. How could you smell? Oh, because it didn't numb. Because the senses. it smell. Because it's in your nose. Interesting. And and the tube was clear, so I could see all my Ooh. my nasal insides coming out in this in red, dark red, burnt flesh. I imagine that's what it's like if you get probed by an alien. <laughs> this wasn't in the butt. That can, you know of. Maybe they had one there. I can assure you. Though, at, now that we're talking about getting old and health insurance things, preventative things, I feel I, I don't think it's right around the corner for old, old Carl Benitez, but at some point I'm going to need a camera in my butt, and it's not going to be recreational. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be purely medical, and it's probably going to deliver mostly bad news. You know, the your tr- prostate looks bad. I, I, don't, I don't understand all the apprehension about getting a camera up your butt. It's, I, it's incredibly painful from what I've heard. Why? Because they go way up in your butt. I think you should just wear a butt plug, prepare the day before, get yourself stretched out, get a good amount of lube, and you'll be okay. That's also like the equivalent of like, shit, I've got a, a, a dentist appointment next week. I'll floss yesterday, and that'll No, because the butt get, plug stretches to, it out. That'll get me up to par. Well, things in your butt don't hurt. There's a reason gay guys are around, you, and they stick with it. You... It's enjoyable. You clearly have no idea about a colonoscopy. I have no idea. That's you, true. You, I think it goes very far inside of you. How far? Like like maybe feet. Maybe many feet. feet? Yeah. You have a lot of intestine. That's true. It's like 30 feet of large intestine. But I feel like you could ease it and up a with lot, a nice there's little a lot that you need to see. diamond butt plug that just goes in there, stretches you out a little bit, 
Maybe you could maybe you could scale up. It's not the, the str- little. It's not the stretching. Carb, the little diamond one, and then get like a like a purple one that's uh, sort of longer. They and then don't escalate to the see big how black wide one. they can get your butthole. They see how deep inside of no, your but this butthole could be they like can a personal go. challenge no, for I don't, you, you're, just to see if you could overcome clearly adversity, Carl. You've lived an easy life. Live the strenuous life, as Teddy Roosevelt said. I'm not gonna. There's no way Teddy Roosevelt was talking about butthole the stretching. stretching. Life. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> Little do we know, he was a big uh, proponent. I shall, I shall, I shall do some hard reporting to you on the in ins and outs of it. I know I'm pretty positive my parents have both had it sort of recently. Yeah, you're a ways off. You're like 20 years off. Eh. It's, they usually say you get it on your 50th birthday. I think. Yeah, I mean, for your 50th birthday. Yeah, because <laughs> like a celebration. You made it. The cake, half centennial. The cake is just a long tube with a camera on it and some candles around it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, but you know, these are things to look forward to, right? Like, I'll put it in my iPhone calendar after. You know, they say there are no important birthdays <clears throat> after 16, 18, and 21. Yeah. I think you just found one. Big old 5 The big 5 The colonoscopy. The colonoscopy birthday. <laughs> that's the brown, that's the brown year. Um, yeah, these are, you know, these are, these are realities that we have to look into. And, and... And hopefully I have medical insurance that will support me through that. That that must be covered. I mean, that's hardly cosmetic. I mean, not mine. To just go probably in. Probably not covered on mine. To just I don't go think into anything, a thing and. Anything on, in, on the, my back is covered. <laughs> I think I just got front coverage. <laughs> not including teeth or eyes, though. Okay, so to your point. to your Future to, medical coverage will just be parts. It'll yeah. be like a drop-down menu. But why not? Would you like to have your feet covered? But, How about your knees? But why not? Because it's fucking interconnected, buddy. Just like you said. But like you can have things that are uh, topical, right? Like what about non-internal? Okay. What about or let me let me offer you this? What about like uh, I don't know, like Jaja Gabor getting her legs insured? Maybe maybe it's Tina Turner. That's different shit. I'm somebody, talking about somebody's I'm had, talking about health insurance. Somebody's had like a the body whole, part. The insured. whole point of health insurance is that so if some part of your health, your body goes wrong unexpectedly or expectedly because bodies have problems, you don't go bankrupt or you don't go outside of your normal expenditure. That's the whole reason behind it. But why could it not be uh, itemized? Why could it not be a menu that you Because we from? aren't doctors and we shouldn't be expected to have the expertise or the ability to see into the future to where we know our hands are going to go or I'm going to have a heart attack when I'm 60. Or- but that's the thing is you know you, you have it's a it's a it's a spectrum and and you have different uh anticipations of what can and might happen to you but insurance and th- that could make is, you a bigger risk over other for other things but if you have the skin deep only insurance that covers burns cuts not too deep cuts not bullet puncture wounds those don't count um, what else? Maybe a poison ivy. I don't know. Like, uh-huh. could you not have skin only insurance that costs not two hundred dollars a month? Costs you, sh- you eight bucks a month? No, because the point of insurance is if you get hit by a car, your whole life doesn't have to end. Insurance I, is I'm, oh shit. I'm I'm talk I'm talking about the the levels that 
that of health there and wellness be levels that you just can. like there should just like there shouldn't be an option to buy a car Don't, that hold on hold, hold on. on there shouldn't be an option this is a good analogy no. there shouldn't be an option to buy a car that like starts on wednesdays sometimes or that that's a horrible have, analogy doesn't have seat belts this is a horrible sometimes. fucking analogy seat belts sometimes work this but is, if you get in too bad of an accident it doesn't but it's cheap it's cheap car. It's falling apart. You're embarrassing yourself right now, Trevor. <laughs> and it's falling apart. We there literally be a have standard. We literally have zip cars that you never have to drive around except on Wednesdays when you want to drive yeah, it yeah, around. Yeah. No, no, no. But Hold I'm talking on. about functional. Hold on. Listen to what I'm saying, Trevor. Preach, Carl. Preach. What I'm saying is, is you go through and you say, I want to be covered for these things. Uh-huh. And you can include uh uh more intensive eyeball surgery mm. and uh, all the colonoscopies you can handle and internal medicine and drugs yes. that you put inside your body. How is it not reasonable that you have you have this all menued out so that you can say, I would like I I go places that are sunny and often have poison ivy. I'll get the skin insurance. Okay. Um I I eat very healthily and I'm not overweight. I don't need the I don't know what other insurance that would would, would cardiovascular. Call the, the, yeah, the preventative cardiovascular insurance. How does that not? How does that? You you made the point of the should. There's mm-hmm. no should here. Okay. You just you either are or you aren't of this risk. Okay. We, we all are to some degree, but it's how much you want to. How many, uh, what you anticipate actually being a factor in your life. So you then get cancer. What happens? I mean, if you've bought the cancer, if you only have the skin, I guess if you have skin, no, no, no. Skin you, get, you get lung cancer. Yeah. It, you can't, you couldn't have foreseen it, it out of the blue, but you get lung cancer. I Can smoked you, a pack a day. I, I don't know how I got you, lung no, cancer. No smoking, but, no okay. smoking, but you get lung cancer. What, I what worked then in happens? a coal mine. What then happens? So and your medical bills are two hundred thousand dollars a year. I, 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 we might be misunderstanding the ultimate point I'm trying to make, but What's what I'm saying point? is, is we can have insurance company that says, "Here is your menu of options that uh-huh. you can choose. Would you like the Big Mac? Uh-huh. Don't have the Big Mac. It's bad for your heart health. Okay. Would you like? Would you like the skin insurance? Would you like the skin insurance and the internal insurance? Okay. Would you like the skin insurance and the brain insurance? Okay. Oh, this will cover your fucking uh, therapy sessions because. You're a fucking nutcase up in your in your cabeza, and there's like a fucking carnival going on all the time, and you could greatly benefit more so than maybe the average Joe, more so than maybe your neighbor. Maybe your neighbor fucking is a is practices meditation, yes, and uh, uh, counts to ten every time they're very angry, and uh, they hardly ever punch people in the so face I get because that. of anger. I get that. I get your drop-down menu add-ons. Yeah, this is... That sort of thing. This is, so Fries, Coca-Cola, to, ice cream, to me, all that this stuff. Is the, to me, this is the fix to your, to your $200 complaint for medical insurance okay. because ultimately it's all being tied up into a bunch of things. And I understand... I, your point is taken about it being catastrophe insurance that you don't want to be ruined mm-hmm. after, let's say, you have a... Uh, uh, some sort of accident that I guess in theory won't ruin you, Right. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but like, supposedly, the, if I get in a car accident and I have to be, let's say broken, the, let's say broken pelvis, yeah, that I seems like a nice thing that you for, can you can technically recover from, but is going to fuck you up for a good deal, long time. Let's say six months, I have to be in the hospital or under medical care. Sure. So that's going to cost, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars. Theoretically, with this insurance, I shouldn't have to pay more than eight thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. in order for that to be covered. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And so so now you're happy about this. You're arguing on your not, own. <laughs> you're I'm not happy about for this. For your own health insurance that no, you hate so I much. No, what I think is that there should be a standard for medical coverage for every single person despite what they want or their income level. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to add on extra sorts of things like I want to have access to yoga coverage or I want to have access to therapy or something or maybe not even that things that are deemed extras mm. and we'll we can have a cultural discussion about what that actually means then you can add those on mm. but a general principle a universal basic is what I'm arguing for that will that will cover every single person yeah so that if they do get in a catastrophe or if something happens they won't have to derail their whole life for this single incident. Okay, but this this is the I mean, do you get do you get health insurance paid out if it's if you if it's your fault? If I go on a bungee diving uh yeah. excursion and I wasn't forced to do it, it wasn't my job that I was uh-huh. under contract to do. It was I just think a, you do. a recreational thing. I, think I get do. health insurance for I that. I think so. Okay, so th- I mean, these. This is just a. This, we're just. We're just gonna pick apart this concept well, here. The problem is that. What about we're the person to... that that we say, great, you're covered. Oh, you broke your pelvis during that bungee jump. Uh-huh. Oh, you're bungee jumping again. Oh, you broke your pelvis again. I uh-huh. see. Oh, you're in the. You're bungee jumping in the third year now. Oh, you're. You're costing us a lot of money because... now. Because that's the anomaly. The uh-huh. majority of people are just going to live normal lives, work their normal jobs, and then they might get sick and have to cash in on a little bit. What about what about getting sick through normal life? What about just being like a fucking drunk fat fuck? Yeah, it's, it should be covered. Because <laughs> they get sick all the time because, because you make bad life choices. The consequences of being a drunk fat fuck shouldn't be that you just get to rot in hell, in public hell. It should be that you have opportunities to rehab, you have opportunities to live a comfortable life and hopefully get out of that is, cycle. Is of that is that why desperation. Is that why drunks are drunk? Because they don't have enough opportunities to rehab? For rehab? Uh-huh. I mean, I think drunks are drunk because they have a combination <laughs> of really shitty stuff happened when they were kids. Probably a, probably a portion of them of genetic distribution or genetic uh, predistribution. Predistribution. And third, uh, a lack of information on what actually alcohol is and a cultural understanding of alcohol somehow being better for you than a lot of other types of things. Or not an understanding of what addiction actually means. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm developing a problem when I'm 20. Mm. Maybe I want to deal with this now. Mm. Eh, we'll get to it later. <laughs> Kick the can down or, the road. Or, yeah, I can't drink till I'm 21. Now I'm 21. I'm going to binge. I'm going to love this. That's a problem. I think with when it comes to like health insurance, that's, so, that's that weird thing where it's like you kind of can kick the can down the road. And eventually you reach the end of the road. Uh-huh. And it's like you have lung cancer, uh-huh. but you're 78 years old? Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. You know, like uh, not, I'm, I, I'm sure there's many people that aren't psyched about their lung cancer that they get in their 70s, but... But uh, and who knows how long they could have lived that life. But I think that might be the overall sentiment that you might have, which is like, uh, you know, this isn't an endless ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll try not to get injured in my bungee jumping catastrophes, maybe by just not going bungee jumping, but doing a bunch of other stuff that is generally unhealthy uh, and not part of my well-being, but mm-hmm. still, you know, I'm still able to get up and do the things I like to do 
uh, to the capacity that I like to do them. Mm-hmm. And that changes over time. And maybe you're okay with that change. And maybe you just fucking do but what that. What are you saying? You are you die. saying people I don't know. reach a certain age where medical insurance should just be like, eh, we don't cover that anymore? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that like people's, um, you know, just sort of approach to life or like wanting to, uh, uh, necessity to have the things that you're, that you're, that you're arguing for. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that we all need these things. Like, okay, well, yeah, but, but like some people don't need them. What about this? If yeah. you had those nosebleeds mm-hmm. when you were, how old were you? Um, God, I'm trying to think. I think it was around, uh, I mean, I've had them all my life. Still get them too. Okay. Surgery worked. <laughs> Trevor's still a little cross-eyed. <laughs> Carl still bleeds out of his nose all the fucking time. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was in like middle school. So like a 10, 11, 12. Okay, so you were you were in middle school. You, 12, had, to get, 12, you had to get this 12, nose 13? fixed yeah. because it was causing you some sort of problems. Yeah. And uh, your parents were getting by. They were able to put a little bit in savings. Uh, they were able to fill the fridge. They were able to fill, fill the car with gasoline. Fill the nose. But then all of a sudden... Boom! Carl's got this thing that needs to be taken care yeah. of. It's it's immediate. Like yeah. if, if you can't get it taken care of, my cousin had uh, heart surgery. Heart surgery in, at Children's Hospital. Okay, you know, like like saved his life. Heart okay. surgery. Boom! You need heart surgery. Yeah, that is five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. How do you pay for that? Yeah. First off, no one can cover five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Say you didn't see it coming. You didn't have. You didn't pick the heart, the heart add-on uh-huh. to to your general cardiovascular. You picked lungs. You picked veins. We should have picked heart. You didn't check the heart box because you didn't see it coming. Now you got five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. What happens next? Um. I mean, it, it doesn't it just become a bill. Doesn't it just become a bill that you have that you're never able to get out from under because you no one can pay off five hundred thousand dollars. That's not true. Five. If I gave you a bill of five hundred thousand dollars, how long would you be paying it off? For? I just married uh-huh. a woman. Okay, who, Let's see where this is going? Who, 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 while dating her in the courting phase of our relationship, decided that she would like to quit her job, the thing that makes money. <laughs> and go to mass goes go to Seattle University for her master's degree. Okay. The thing that takes money. Yes. And for whatever reason, when you marry someone, you accrue their debts. Okay. So uh yeah, I mean that's a that's a large bill. Okay. That she it's not five hundred thousand dollars, it's not five thousand dollars. Okay. Somewhere in between that. Might be fifty. Okay. It's it's it's, it's on that order of so magnitude. Multiply that by ten. Yeah, I, I get that, but like no one is not going to school because the amount of money that they're in debt is large. It's assumed that that's you get what you pay for. In this case, you get the rest of your life and it becomes a bill that you just have to continue to pay. I, I'm uh, this is also if someone else actually knows and maybe I'll just correspond with my cousin and see what what the how the money shakedown goes from having life saving heart surgery when you're a young child but i assume it just becomes a bill that you have to keep paying and maybe it sucks but also you are like "Eh, well the kid's alive what if you're already maxed out at your expenses what does that mean you you're you're living you're you're saving you're spending as wisely as possible yeah you're living in a small oh you have to work harder then you have to work harder yeah oh you have to make more money so income (laughs) is just a matter of working harder yeah, I I don't like the tone you're taking me with right just, now, Trevor, because I, I know you because you because I don't even know if you believe what you're you believe I'm what just, you're saying. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Carl. Yeah, bro. If if 
if your child's about to die and it's and you could be like, well, I could get like a part time job to make that money or have them die. I guess I don't really want to work a part time job. So goodbye, child. Like, I don't that's what do you what would you think someone would do? If you're maxed out at your bills and you have a another bill that is you can you can leave town. I fully well, support. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I fully support do. getting out I'll of d- Dodge, do. going somewhere else, and striking up a new identity. That well, sounds fun. T- the, I believe the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country is medical bills. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they declare bankruptcy. Those debts go into default, uh-huh. and it then becomes covered. The medical insurance becomes covered under probably business insurance. Mm-hmm which then cashes into the government and then becomes covered. Mm-hmm. So it gets paid one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not we want to go through all of the processes, all of the additional fees, all of the additional costs, labor costs, uh, court costs, to get there mm-hmm. to pay it through the government. Mm-hmm. Or if we want to just start at the stop, start at the beginning, maybe save ourselves $100,000 of processing fees and try to figure it out in the beginning. What are we figuring out? How to pay for Cheap those heart things. surgery? Hard to, how to pay for heart surgery. But so not everyone the, has heart surgery. I know, but how? <laughs> Almost no one Under does. the situation when someone t- requires heart surgery, yeah. how to cover that so that the person doesn't have to then become bankrupt? Yeah. Possibly at derailing their whole life and their credit score so that mm-hmm. they can never buy a home, never rent an apartment, never get a job, whatever. Whatever a credit score does. Or if we want to say, <laughs> this happens, this happens to a lot of people acknowledging the problems how do we come to a solution for that mm-hmm. that's that's what i want to say what what the problem i have is that i want to figure out a system that says this is a problem mm-hmm. the fact that people are acquiring debts that they can't cover that then force them to go into bankruptcy and destroy their whole life because of this bankruptcy claim the fact that this is happening why are we not addressing this in the beginning before it gets to that horrible ending mm. it's like I just want to address it before. Mm-hmm. But these are unforeseen. They are not. It's a statistic. A number of people are burdened hugely by medical debt. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? If we designed this world, which we did, mm-hmm. and we designed the insurance policies, which we did, and we vote in government regulation and governments that we choose, why is it so shitty for us? Hmm. <laughs> I don't. I mean, my. Hmm. I don't know. It, it, the, the the parallel that we're having that's much less sort of you know medically dire, but still an annoyance on the on the pocketbook is it was that I brought up to you before the pod heated up was the car insurance bill that I have to look forward to for the, the extra two bucks, six dollars. Yeah. And I got a two fifty increase on the thing for no extra services. Nothing. Yeah. All I do is I talk to my insurance person two times a year to pay him over the phone with a credit card. And then I proceed to drive and never get in an accident and never hit anyone. So what have been the increases to that CEO's, uh, daily paycheck yeah. versus that guy that you're talking to? I don't know, man. I'd like to know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, and I, I, it, it feels bad. It feels bad. Feels bad to have a, a bill increase when, when, uh, when you. It's it's like going to McDonald's 
noticing that the Big Mac's 250 more and I never eat the Big Mac. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just I just put it down and be like, if I was super hungry, I could eat it. I literally went to McDonald's yesterday, so this is all very apropos. You still go to McDonald's? <laughs> I've been to McDonald's two times recently. Jesus but that, Christ. That might have, those might have been the only two times this year. You're such an all-American, Carl. You, That's one of the things I you love le- about you. Le- you get I'm off your so high horse right an, now. I'm not an American. <laughs> McDonald's not is an fucking delicious. I, last time I went to McDonald's, I was so disappointed. I, have I these, felt a little bad afterwards. I have these wonderful memories of it, the Egg McMuffin meals, Yeah, going on road trips and uh-huh. getting one, and just like, oh, man, this is on the road. I would yeah. go when I was a kid. We would always get one. And I went and got an Egg McMuffin. The last time I went to a McDonald's, I got an Egg McMuffin meal. Mm-hmm. It was in California, driving with my sister up to San Francisco, I think. I don't know why we were going there. Um, and I bit into an Egg McMuffin. And I was like, this is literally a rubbery dildo in my mouth. This is a rubbery <laughs> hockey puck. What plugs and, and dildos this is del- today. This is del- disgusting. <laughs> this cheese isn't melted. I don't know when this egg was made. And I just drove through a slaughter field that probably, the end product is probably this Supplying sausage it, patty. Yeah. <laughs> why am I here? And why do I have such fond memories of this place? It's weird. It's, I mean, they... Yeah, they so much of it seems like it's non-food related now, you know? Like like Did you watch The Founder? Who No, I haven't. Oh, you got to watch it. Is it good? It's very good. It tells you it tells you the origin story of McDonald's. Fast and- Food Nation, which I remember reading. Okay. <clears throat> that was like pre um Super Size Me, I want to say. But maybe maybe came out around the same time. It was around time. that same when everyone is beginning to question. What yeah, this, yeah, sort of like the, the 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 consequences pen, of fast food. Yeah, the pendulum swinging away and industrialized from, from just being like it's just a it's just like a free lunch because yeah. it's a cheap lunch and yeah. it's good all the time and and we love it and it yeah. tastes good. I don't know the the, the food the, reckoning <clears throat> of America. Yeah, right. Um, there must be a number that this is quantifiably uh you know applicable to of what of what nostalgia gets these people you know Mm. like that's got like the value of nostalgia for a place like mcdonald's must be in the billions of dollars right i don't know how much they're making in general um but like yeah let's just say like you could directly attribute people's nostalgic uh remembrance to to a hundred million dollars worth of with worth of sales or whatever like yeah it, it very well could be that and and or more and uh and that's what's crazy because it, much like the blind spot that's in front of our faces that we never see it's always sort of there but you never you never know when it's operating or when it's going to sort of rear its ugly head I've been getting I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast but I've get, been getting into the kick that there is no such thing as free will and that we're all just sort of oh you're um, a determinist well yeah yeah is that what is that what a determinist is everything is determined or there's there's two options one is the God approach where mm. that God, God is deciding God is, every step God is and therefore there's plan. no free will sure the second That's not me the <laughs> atheist answer to determinism is that the causation, the original spark, the Big Bang, caused one thing to happen, which caused the next thing to happen. Yeah. And that is determining in its essence. Yeah. The best, I think the best um, sort of explainer I can give on, on the reasoning why other people think that there is no free will has to do with what you just said 
that it's it's as though it's as though I guess I think of it like a puzzle. Like uh, a puzzle has X number of pieces that are, have a certain shape, and they come together and they make that picture. And if you got the exact same pieces with the exact same shape and the exact same picture painted on them, you would put that puzzle together and it would look identical to the one you made before because it is identical, right? So the the I think the application to the real world is that we the puzzle is the puzzle pieces are the atoms in the world, all of the atoms, the atoms in your brain, the atoms in the air we breathe, um the atoms in the music, other atoms in music, yeah, yeah, sound by was the the music that was playing in the coffee shop that yeah. I was in before I went to the McDonald's. Uh, was it a Starbucks, Carl? It was, it was a Starbucks. Oh my god! Jesus. First of all, first of all, I'm in Mount Lake Terrace. All right, uh, and, it's hard to escape. And there, there's there, one place. It's a Java shop. Ah, you know that place? No, top of the hill by the Albertsons. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't by near the it. fruit stand. I wasn't near it. You know where the fruit stand is? Mm, yes. Yes. It's across the street from the food stand. That's the only independent shop in yeah, Mount Lake I, I wasn't near it, and okay. and it was pissing rain. Okay. So I wasn't in a walking kind of mood. I was hunkering down at the um at the uh at the Starbucks. I've also been there. also um coincidence of coincidences and and I don't know what this has to do with free will. I saw my aunt. My aunt pulled up. She doesn't necessarily live in the area, but she was visiting her daughter, my cousin, and the baby, and had to run some errands, and she pulled up. I was sitting right by the window by the front door. She pulled up immediately in the spot right in front of me, walked out, and I go, I think that's my aunt, and then she came back to her car, and I, I said hi to my aunt, and I don't know. Free will. Free will brought us there. Free will, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what things in my life had led me to wanting to go to McDonald's, other than I was extreme. my car was getting work done, at the shop that was right next to a McDonald's and it seemed like a, a convenient thing, a way to get like cheap food inside of me. Um, but uh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm un- of the belief that I was always going to go to McDonald's. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Here, there was nothing I could have done to, de- to deny that. Here's, here's the, uh, here's the question yeah. that's often posed to people determinists sure. like you. Um, is the sum of a thing's parts greater than its parts? Um, for example, yeah. is the mind greater than the sum of the parts of the brain or greater than the parts this, of the brain? Would this be gestalt theory? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know what it's called. We'll look it up. I'll do a Google translation okay. of gestalt later. Yeah. I think that, <clears throat> I think it's like the, the idea that, yeah, something's overall essence can be greater than the components. That not only essence, but what's more interesting is that parts themselves don't necessarily do anything. Mm-hmm. Parts in connection or relation mm-hmm. do things. And those relations are constantly shifting and the configuration yeah. is constantly shifting. And what the problem with the problem with determinism, what you're saying is that when all the pieces are in play, there can only be determined outlooks, mm-hmm. uh, is that it doesn't acknowledge for those relationships. And it, it says that if we had a great enough computer, supercomputer, mm-hmm. we could configure all of the we possible... Could, we could essentially... Predict the future, yes, because we know what we know what the past we know what the puzzle pieces are. We know the shapes that they are and what they will do together. Therefore, we can see what the picture will look like 
before it's put together. The problem with that is there there are things that humans can recognize, and there are things that humans cannot recognize, mm-hmm. and there are things that are measurable, and there are certainly things that are immeasurable. And I think I think the argument I don't know nearly enough about this to really speak on it with mm-hmm. any level of fucking uh, coherency. That's that's the subtitle of the podcast, yeah, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, people always bring up like the uh quantum physics and uh-huh. how it just throws everything into question yeah. it's like well these things are just disappearing and people existing st- people at start two places to, at one time yeah people start to pull in uh loose just the names of science actual yeah. science things and then just attribute full-on woo to them and no be one like, is better at doing that than me that's I why mean, karma's a thing yeah <laughs> because <laughs> of quantum <laughs> physics or whatever i'm just saying i'm just saying be is it weary or leery uh maybe both be weary of... <laughs> what made you choose the word weary? You had two options. We said both were good. Because weary makes... I've, oh, I, think, I think it's leery. But weary is, is the one that's... I think I'm wrong. Uh, be skeptical yeah. of thinking that the sum of the parts is the whole. So are you talking it, about a soul right now? I'm Trevor? talking about a soul. I'm saying that if we took... If we took me... yeah. And went to Body Works, uh-huh. that weird museum that like travels around uh-huh. where it splits muscles and all uh-huh. that shit, and spread me all out on a football field, all my different parts, uh-huh. and said, all right, this is Trevor, and then put me all back together again, and working in the funeral home has confirmed this for me, <laughs> something wouldn't make that body me. And what is that something? If you were still alive... If we could put you back together in a... Well, that's a, the thing. The question a, then becomes... manner that you're what alive? What is that... What is that life? Yeah. Well, that's the same with consciousness, right? Like we yeah, can have yeah. we can have computers that I don't know, uh, I would imagine effectively pass the Turing test. Have, did you ever see I know um, the Turing test. You see Ex Machina and or uh yeah. what, what, the one about Turing. I forget what it was, but where he's code breaking. Yeah, uh Imitation the, Game. Imitation Game. I thought it was a, a very weak title. Um yeah, I'm I'm confused why why it's still sort of like up for debate because it seems like we can talk to our phones all the time and our phones will have like pre-programmed responses, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, 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 hey Siri, whose house is this? And she'll be like, it's our house, motherfucker, or what? You know, she'll like give you like some canned line. Well, there's a reason podcasts still have two people and not just one person and a robot. Maybe that will be the case in the future. Sure. But oh no, my job just got outsourced. Boom, outsourced to the Carltron three thousand. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love to just program a soundboard that just has Carl witty Carlisms that I can just drop in. Um, yeah, I, I that's that's sort of the big yeah the the soul. I'm less you know I'm I'm putting not putting as many. Uh, eggs in the basket of the soul the soul basket but that's it still has to do with sort of like what makes consciousness consciousness like when did the lights turn on when did when when did those early you know uh pre-human pre-monkey hybrid human monkey things that were running around become aware <laughs> become aware that they were human monkey things mm-hmm. and all of a sudden have this sort of consciousness or like a meta realization about the the lot in life that they have i don't know i don't know what that is and i i it, it seems to be something that is may might be figured out within our lifetime i oh, don't no know way. 
I mean, I, that's the funny thing. That's that's the I ultimate think, question. But I think people that has been asked. But for I think people. Millennia. I think people are work. I, but like, yeah. But like, they've always been working on it. The Egyptians weren't close. Yes, they were. They were as close as we are now. No way, they were close. They had they had magic. They, they built had a big triangle out of stone. We have. And we vote vo- built a big rectangle we, out of we, fucking microchips. We have it's a, the same we thing. We have a computer that can beat people in chess. What is chess? chess? It's a game with a bunch of people. It's a stupid game that was designed by people. But like we, I think that we are, I definitely think that we're on the precipice of like, of, of an, a computer intelligence that can feign consciousness. Yeah. But then again, we got to acknowledge that consciousness isn't all there is. It's the funny thing is that we're, we we're so excited about building a computer that is as good or better than humans humans aren't that great humans are killing the world sure. humans are killing each other humans will likely bring themselves to extinction mm. like 99.9999 percent of all species mm. so if that's our benchmark <laughs> great like we're creating that do you do you like the the theory that like uh that if we were to look at it from a robot's perspective if we were, if if uh, if the robots now were that like, very, were like that the, very question is problematic because a robot, it's, it's I know, so I know. foolish for I us know. to assume that Go we can understand me, the perspective. Go with it's like me, if you Trevor. were to look at it from a camel's perspective, Tre- I don't know what a camel's no, perspective seri- is. Seriously, like like let's pretend that there exists a world in in the in the distant future where humans have gone extinct and and now robots are conscious, can love, can fight can build relationships and are, are autonomous. Um, would they be looking back on the current robots as like the old Israelites or something like, like pre like we're the, like the slave keepers of the robots and that they're trying to, or the, or the notion that like we are the ones birthing them into existence and that they have us to thank for and that we martyred ourselves for their, for their survival or for their I hope existence. they have a hell of a lot better understanding than we do. And yeah. I hope their narratives aren't as singular as ours. Mm. And I hope their entire conception of consciousness and memory and narrative is not linear or one-to-one, but is this some weird colors, music, note thing that us as humans are simply incapable of even dreaming up. Because very, we're so limited. You're very down on humankind right now. I think we're the best thing that's happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And we're also the worst because of <laughs> sure. that. Sure. Yeah. I think we're extremely egotistical in that thinking we are somehow the top of the food chain. Yeah. Or like top of the, the consciousness chain. Yeah. Simply because we are the most powerful and dominant. Mm. I don't think that necessarily makes you the best. But we, yeah, but uh, yeah, fortunately for us, with our brain makeup, we just, we have the added quote unquote benefit of the feature the our you know our software feature is that we have crazy uh perceptions of our ego it's so fun right? we are the only species that has completely ruined its entire habitat mm-hmm. and still view ourselves as success <laughs> ask any other species <laughs> hey uh so according to uh, evolution you need to be the best equipped in order to live in the habitat you are literally destroying the habitat and making yourself ill-equipped to live inside but don't of it animals do that like do- doesn't like a i don't know termites like you you use up the resources and then you move the fuck on because we you can only just 
live in a dead tree and eat it for so long. I don't think I think other I think other species are more in tune with the ecosystem. Sure. They they will ebb and flow with it whereas humans will just storm Well, forward. that's the thing is we're making a new ecosystem, one that maybe is uh uh most ideal for uh soulless robots. <laughs> that that will that will go about things in a much more reasonable manner than we have. If that's winning, then I don't know if I want to win. First we started out real cool Taking me places I ain't never been But now you're getting comfortable Ain't doing those things you did no more You're slowly making me pay for things Your money should be handling And now you got to use my car Drive it all day and don't fill up the tank And you have the audacity to even come and step to me Ask to hold some money from me Until you get your check next week you trifling, good for nothing type of brother. Silly me, why haven't I found another? A baller, when times get hard, need someone to help me out. Instead of a scrub like you who don't know what a man's about. Trifling, good for nothing. 
bills, pay my telephone bills, pay my automobiles, and then maybe we could chill. I don't. 